0: Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson.
1: And I'm Chris Johns.
0: We would like to welcome you to show number 39. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. As a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you could take some time to leave a review for us on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, from Apple Podcasts to Google Play, etc. We appreciate you taking time to leave those reviews. And of course, any of those customer ratings are great as well. We always give our listeners a shout out on future episodes of the Dislove Podcast, and we greatly appreciate you helping other listeners find the show. And on today's show, we will be joined by Robin from Noggin. Her shop includes great drink koozies, Mickey ears, keychains, and luggage tags. And she has something special to share with our listeners.
1: She has a promo code. Use the term DISLOVE10, dislove I S L O V E 10 to get 10% off your next order.
0: Yes, so because she has such a great array of koozies, that made me think of food. So we're going to kind of continue on our, we've looked at some of the quick service options at Magic Kingdom. Now we're going to look at some of the quick service options that are in the Epcot park. So when we start out, this Epcot is kind of my favorite park to visit. I know everybody's a little different, but when I think of Epcot, there's lots of different food options. So we're going to talk about the World Showcase as well as um, Future World, which of course is getting ready to be transformed and have a new name. But all of these are open as of time of recording, which is in early 2020. So if you listen to this show a year from now, things are always changing at Epcot. But as of right now, these are all set to remain open, even with a transformation happening at the park. So one of the first places that we enjoy as a quick service option is La Cantina de San Angel, and that is at the Mexico Pavilion. And what do you think about this one, Chris? We've eaten there where you're out oh, on I the water. It. It's awesome. Yeah, so Chris always likes nachos and things like that. I love nachos. <laughs> and they have really good tacos and nacho options there. Um, one of the things that's nice is that during the day, you can sit on the inside, which is the regular... Um, table service restaurant in the evening. And we often go at lunchtime. So it's kind of a nice break. It's air conditioned. They have nice bathrooms in there. And it's just kind of a nice break away. And it gives you a pretty hearty meal. We've had a wide array of options on there. And I've heard, I've not tried them, but I've heard that their mini churros are really good and that kids especially like them. They have caramel sauce and I might have to try that one time. And then, of course, in the evening, if you are lucky enough to get there and stake out a place on the outdoor pavilion, you could have a great view of the Epcot nighttime show. Of course, right now, as we're recording, that's Epcot forever. But of course, it will be changing in the few months. So Mexico is definitely a good option and because it's one of the first countries, it's the First, country you hit if you're going that direction. If depending on the World Showcase, of course, opens at 11. So it gives you an option to have an early lunch if you're just starting around the World Showcase when it opens. Another one as you continue around is the Via Napoli Pizza Counter in Italy. Now, we've never eaten at the walk up quick service option. We have eaten at the dining room, and I thought the pizza was pretty good. What did you think about the pizza? And so if you know anything about that, we're not going to go into a lot of detail, but the restaurant, but they bring in water from a certain area in Italy to be able to replicate the flavoring when they make the dough for the pizza. And so it's really good. The quick service is supposed to be really great um, because you're able to even they have beer and wine options as well, which can be a big deal if you are not a lot of quick service offer that. So via Napoli, the pizza counter is a great option, and I now have a new fondness for the Italy Pavilion. We did have our vow renewal there in 2018, so I like to always make a stop there, and I'm sure the pizza counter will be on one of those future trips for sure. Now, right now, they will be opening, and I know we hope to try it on a trip, and I hope this will be a future favorite is the Regal Eagle, the barbecue that's opening at the American Adventure Pavilion. We will be trying that on an upcoming trip. So probably I'll be able to share some pictures in that with our listeners. But we haven't gotten to taste that yet. It did just open in February of 2020. So hopefully that will become a new favorite. But continuing around the showca- world showcase somewhere we have been before, and this has been a few years, so this might catch you as one that you don't remember, Chris. Katsura grill in the Japan Pavilion. Do you remember eating back like behind I where they have the pond? <laughs> I didn't think so. It's kind of tucked back. If you know where they have the pond and the bridge, that's towards the front of the pavilion. If you go behind that, it's a counter service. And they really have some great options, the teriyaki teriyaki entrees. Yaki entrees were really great. They have noodle bowls. One thing that I thought was kind of unique that I tried last time we had had lunch, there was a green tea ice cream. And I do like green tea on its own. And the ice cream is pretty good as well. So they have a lot of good options. And it's something different if you don't want a pizza or a burger or something that you're normally along. Used to in theme park food. And I think the next one, Chris would probably enjoy. You had the Tangerine Cafe in Morocco. And what are some of the things that they have in Morocco?
1: Oh, some of my favorites. Kebabs, falafel, euros. And I, you know, I know they have a lot more, too.
0: Yeah, so they have couscous, tabbouleh. And then, of course, they have some really well-known baklava. And you can get a lot of these options at the sit-down restaurant there. But at the quick service, it's a nice option if you don't have a reservation or if you're kind of in a hurry. Up next in France, we have the Petit and I have not taken French and neither has Chris, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce the full name, but if you are an avid Disney World visitor, you no doubt have probably been to the France Pavilion and tasted something here Of course, the desserts are amazing, but they also have sandwiches and other things that you can get. And one of the things that I've read, I don't know if it's true, I haven't been able to try this out, is that if you're on the Disney Dining Plan, they will let you substitute your drink for a dessert, but there are a few exceptions to that. So if you are there, I would definitely try it out. If not, it's well worth paying cash for a dessert or using a snack credit. So they have some really great ham and cheese sandwiches on a baguette. Their quiche is supposed to be really well, great as well. So I've heard that their sandwiches are amazing. I do have to admit, I've only eaten desserts here. And we will probably, we need to rectify that very soon. Especially now they have a nice expansion. There's great seating. And it's nice whether you're trying to quit get a quick breakfast or if you're just looking for a snack later in the day of course or a nice sit down as full meal as well do you remember getting pastries and stuff in France before Chris I do not well we'll have to make sure we correct that because they have great macaroons creme brulee meringue napoleons all kinds of great stuff now as you move towards the end of the World showcase. Last but not least, in the England pavilion, in the UK pavilion, you have the Yorkshire County Fish Shop. We've eaten at Rose and Crown, and ha- I've had the fish there. Um, a lot of people, if you're not able to get a reservation in the actual sit-down restaurant, people swear by just going up and getting the fish and chips. Of course, it's pretty straightforward menu. Um, they do have chicken strips there as well, but of course, if you are going there, I would hope that you're probably getting the fish. No. You would go for the chicken. You know the
1: Yorkshire County fish (laughs) chef is known for their chicken tendies.
0: (laughs) Right. So if you're there, if you're like Chris, maybe you're going to get the chicken tenders. If you're me, you're going to get the fish. Um, But a great option. And then, of course, at night, there's some seating where you could get a good view of whatever Epcot nighttime show is going on. And we're going to move up towards the front of the park, which is as of right now called Seasons Grill. Um, Actually, before we get in, then we're going to talk about one other option towards the front of the park as well. So if you go into the land pavilion down in the bottom, right near the entrance to Soaring and also um to really the main part of the pavilion itself is the Seasons Grill. And there's lots of great quick surface options here. They have sandwiches and like full sit down, like full dinners, like chicken dinners and pot roast. And they have Asian cuisine, lots of dessert options. They're quite known for a lot of times I see all kinds of great cupcakes and other desserts that rotate through there. I've gotten different things over the years. It tends to change a lot. So you'll want to kind of... Scope out and see what you want in terms of dessert, what's happening or what's being offered at that point in time. But we've eaten there quite a few times over the years down in the land, right? Oh, by yes. so, yeah. So it's nice if you have a group. It's good because there's lots of different options for whatever the different tastes are within your group. They also have some, I think they still offer for kids. They have like a Nestle cookie thing like where you they can go and make chocolate chip cookies. I'm not sure if they still had that. I'll put that in the show notes. But lots of great options. And if you're waiting on a fast pass for living with the land or for soaring, it's a good place to grab a, a quick bite to eat as well as in lots of different options. And then another quick service option, which is kind of, it's typically closer to the front of the park, but right now it's in a temporary location that is technically as you're heading into World Showcase, it's the Starbucks Traveler's Cafe is what it's now called as. And it's going to be there during all of the construction um, happening at the front of the park. So it's going to be where the refreshment port is as you enter into World Showcase on the Canada side. Um, so like we mentioned in the Magic Kingdom show, this is a great dining plan option because you can get a sandwich and then you can have a Starbucks drink. And then if you want to, of course, add a great pastry option or other snack as well. And, uh... Crowd favorite, I think, depending on when you're visiting, which is pretty much most of the time of the year it's covered, are any of the food festival locations. So whether it's during food and wine festival in September and October, arts festival in January, festival of the arts in January and February, or of course, flower and garden festival, April through June, and then Christmas around the world in December, pretty much almost every month, you can find those great food festival locations throughout the park. And again, I always find something I like. I tend to, I try to do some research. There's lots of great options out there. Like if you go on Disney food blog and that they have great um, booklets you can get. I just got one from them for flower and garden festival for all the food kiosks. So that way you can plan ahead of what you want to get. If you're going during the festival time and you do have the meal plan, a lot of the options at those are snack credits. And we usually enjoy some things we've tasted were really great and other options at the food festival locations at the kiosks haven't been that great i think it just depends on that's the point is to try as many as you can and see what you like and what you don't like exactly and so we are going to get robin on the phone with us we are super excited to hear all about her shop We would like to welcome Robin to the show. Her business, Neater Noggin, has all kinds of great products. She has koozies and hats, and she's expanded and has hair scrunchies, bags, Mickey ears, luggage tags, and keychains. She is from Buffalo, New York, and is a pediatrician by day. She's originally from New Jersey and has a great love for Disney. She learned how to crochet at a young age from her family, and she's really enjoyed being able to expand and build on her passion for Disney with her business, so we are so happy to have Robin on the show today.
2: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk
1: to you.
0: <laughs> so we always like to start out with a bit of an icebreaker to learn a little bit about what you love about Disney. So today we'd like to find out who is your favorite character to meet at the parks?
2: Oh, that's hard. Um, yes. If you had asked me this probably about 10 years ago, I would have said Duffy, who people probably don't even know who that is, but he was yes, the Mickey's band. teddy bear, yes, and I loved yes. him. Um, but nowadays maybe Doc McStuffin, just because
0: she's a doctor. Oh yes! Oh, wow. oh that awesome. would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's I think just you, fun. I think you could still meet Duffy in Japan and some of the other overseas. I know I need to go.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put on my to-do list
0: for sure. And so we always like to find out, of course, I mentioned a little bit about your business, but could you tell us a little bit about your business and some of the products and services you offer connected to Disney? Yeah. So, Neelanagan is um kind
2: of a started out as kind of just a fun hobby for me, something I could do after a busy day at work. Okay. Um But now has expanded to kind of include a lot of fun Disney things that I wanted. Right. Um, So (laughs) I wanted koozies for my coffee cup. I wanted new scrunchies. Yeah. A family friend wanted um, handmade Mickey ears. Um, So that's kind of where all of my ideas started from. They started as gifts for family and friends. um, And have just kind of expanded and exploded from there.
0: (laughs) Wow. So how long ago did you start then? So it's been a little over a year and a half.
2: Um, I had been making gifts for people long before that and kind of all of these things. Um, but then, uh, as I think happens for a lot of people, some of my family and friends said, why don't you try and sell some of these on Etsy? Um, and I realized people actually liked them a lot more than I expected (laughs) and kind of jumped off from there.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Well, and thank you. And I guess, you know, the, the big piece, like what was that decision to finally put those items on Etsy? Like, or better yet, like, what was the first item that you listed on Etsy? So the
2: first item I listed on Etsy was actually a pair of, um, it was a winter hat with Mickey ears. Oh, how cute. And they were pretty fun, um, but they took forever to make. Oh. Um, wow. But I had a bunch of people I worked with who wanted them. So I finally said, you know what, I'm going to put them up on um, Etsy and see if uh, anybody even is slightly interested. Um, And then I started making the koozies and found out that, you know, people love them and they're fun. And it's a cool way to bring Disney to your everyday work or, you know, just wherever you're going.
0: So what are some of your favorite designs that you have out there, whether it be the koozies or scrunchies? Or what are some of your favorite products? So I
2: think um, I love some of the original koozies. I have one that has um, a Stormtrooper Mickey and Minnie on it. And I, to this day, think (laughs) it's the cutest thing. Um, But I've started making some bags more recently. And they're a lot of fun because it just you can use them for everything you know I bring them on trips and people seem to love them Um, you can also personalize them which is always fun you know Mm -hmm. having things with your name or your initial on them is just kind of cool and different
0: right and so do you offer custom orders besides like just the customization with names do you offer custom orders and designs
2: yeah I do I've had um, some really cool custom orders that um you know, have ended up as products that I really love. I made one that was a um, Hollywood Tower Hotel luggage tag. and had the like Hollywood Tower Hotel logo with the person's initial, um, and it came out so neat. Um, but it was something I probably wouldn't have done if that person hadn't asked for it. Um, so that's always a really fun thing to do. And I always try and just do that as reach out to me on Instagram or through my Etsy store and make it very easy for people to contact me with that.
1: What I have to say, Doctor, I think the one really neat thing is just how you've been able to take, like you mentioned, those custom requests and then have it come to life. Because it's one thing to imagine it in your mind, but then to have a person like you bring it to life, I think it's got to be a great feeling.
2: Yeah, it's awesome, you know, and it's kind of cool how excited people are by that. You know, it's neat when people respond back that they like what I've made and like my Etsy items. Um, But I think it's even more fun when you make something for someone specifically. And they enjoy it so much. Um, It's so, so rewarding, honestly.
0: Sure, sure. And if we were looking at, let's say I had an upcoming Disney trip and I wanted to get an item from you, what is the typical turnaround time for your products?
2: So, normally, my Etsy page says about two to three weeks, um, but if people reach out to me, I get things out to them as soon as possible. So, I've had people who want it by the following, like, a week and a half, and they'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. I try to be really accommodating with that, because I know when I'm going away, I want those things for that trip.
0: Right, um, right.
2: So, you know, as as long as people reach out to me on Etsy or Instagram, I always try and accommodate that. And, you know, pretty much, there's no circumstances when I haven't been able to.
0: Great. And so that kind of leads into, how do you think your products can add a little bit of Disney magic to our listeners' lives? I think there's a lot of ways, you know,
2: it's, there's small little things like a coffee koozie. I put one on my cup every day for work and I have, um, people have bought things from me who send me pictures all the time and, you know, it's, it's that little magic that you bring into your everyday. Um, you know, there's one thing to say, oh, I went to Disney and I brought my Disney with me there. And another thing to be like, I have this little bag. I put all my, um, you know, my things in when I go to work work." or, you know, your little knick-knack type stuff. Um, And I think that's, that's the really cool thing about it. Um, This being part of this Disney world, I guess it almost is, you know, (laughs) all these people with who are so in love with Disney. It's so neat to see um, how excited people get with just a little bit of Disney magic in their day.
0: For sure. And what would you say is your most popular item? Because you do offer the different types of products. What's your most popular product?
2: Hmm, I would say it's probably the koozies. Okay. Um and depending on the time of year, kind of depends on which one is most popular. Oh, okay. Um around the holidays, I had a ton of people who wanted holiday inspired koozies. Um okay. I did a Mickey Mouse Halloween one and that one was a big hit. Um and I think it's probably because they are so easily accessible and usable. You know, right. how many of us go to Starbucks every day and yeah. You know, you throw your little bit of Disney on that.
1: It makes it a little bit more fun. And so you had mentioned earlier your Etsy account. Could you just give people the websites and the handles that you use on social media? Yeah, so my Instagram is
2: neaternoggin, all one word. Um, It's the same thing on Facebook. And my Etsy is etsy.com backslash neaternoggin.
0: Awesome. And we will make sure we'll share all of your products on our, we'll share your links to all of your different product pages and get all of your great pictures out to our listeners. And we really appreciate you taking time to be on the show with us today. Awesome. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And thank you again to Robin from Neater Noggin for joining us today.
1: And again, that code is DizLove10. Use that code to save 10% off your next order.
0: And, of course, we oh, will always end our show with our trivia and our wisdom from Walt quote. So, Chris, you are up next with trivia. Perfect. So, again, according to our friends on Yelp,
1: what is the top-rated restaurant
0: in Epcot? Oh, man. I would say it's probably something in the World Showcase.
1: You are Correct. I don't know what that means, but I'm just going to agree with you. Where all the countries are. Oh, yes. Correct. Yeah. It is that, yes.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I'll give you a hint. Okay. It shares a country with a cooking rat.
0: Oh, well, then that's easy. I'm sure, Paul. You are 100% correct. Whoa. Yeah, we got a chance to eat there. I remember the cappuccino potatoes, and I don't remember much. So that's the top-rated restaurant you said according to yelp nice yeah so definitely interesting to hear there's a lot of great restaurants so especially when you're looking at the sit down so hopefully you get a chance to try some of those yourself and of course we are going to end with our wisdom from walt And with all the work going on with Epcot's transformation this year and in the next few years, it really made me think about Walt's visions for the parks and how it's always evolving and changing. So this quote, of course, is about Disneyland, but it's something that I think holds true, especially as we look at the Epcot transformation. Disneyland will never be completed. It will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. And that is so true. The parks are continuing to grow, and the next couple of years I'm excited to see all the changes as the 50th anniversary comes about for Disney World and so many new fun exciting attractions and things opening at the parks. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa and I'm Chris.
1: This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.